Welcome to the Culture Builders podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance builds strong cultures. Hosted by Jane Sparrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a deep dive episode. Hello, I'm Jane Sparrow, author and founder of The Culture Builders, and we are here for part two with the wonderful Andrew Keith, president at Lane Crawford, the luxury retailer in Hong Kong and mainland China. And we had Andrew last time talking about the the big news in terms of transforming the industry, stimulated by COVID and, and the experience that we've all been through with COVID. We also talked to him about the change in culture and, and got some highlights from him about some of the things that have been important for Lane Crawford there. But but this time we want very specifically to tap into the insight and learning about leading through the COVID-19 period or, or almost the first chapter, because of course it's not over yet. So Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. So, so tell us, we're all we're all at different stages in the COVID journey, and I know as we record this, you're you're in the office again together, albeit under slightly di- different circumstances. Mm. But tell us, as a leader, as you've gone through the last few months, what are the things that you've had to be really intentional about, and and share some of the lessons that you've learned in taking people on this very unusual and unpredictable journey. Well, first of all, today I was in our flagship store. Um, IFC in Hong Kong, and I was welcoming the teams back. Um, Today is the first day that they've been working together in 17 weeks. So we um, have been working on separate shifts, so A A shifts and B shifts, for the past 17 weeks as an organization. Um, And so clearly that has been, you know, the impact of that to the business has been significant. And I think more than anything else, the importance has always been about making sure that the safety and well-being of the staff has been our number one priority. So right from day one, making sure that hygiene protocols were in place, making sure that we had masks, that we had sanitizers, that we had uh, temperature checks, and that all of the staff were really being, you know, that the safety was being was was paramount. That was the first thing that we really have been working on. I think also one of the learnings has been about the power of communication and about how in moments of uncertainty to be to make sure that you're there communicating, staying connected, and that there is a sense of unity despite the fact that people feel despite the fact that people may physically not be together. That has been something that's been very important too. So it's been, you know, an, a, a remarkable journey. I think, as you said in your introduction, every region is at a different stage, um, despite the fact that clearly it's a, it's the impact is global. Um, we, in some respects, were the first region to be affected because Wuhan went into lockdown on the 23rd of January, and we moved very quickly after that. And so, you know. I have to say that it's it's very encouraging to start to see things coming back to some kind of normality and to see China now um, really rebounding quite positively. 
Yeah, and I mean, I want to go back to that point you made at the beginning about today you've been at IFC and just how important it has been for you to keep connected and for all, all of your leaders to keep connected and and to be visible. And, and that is such a big theme that we're working with so many other, other leadership teams and individuals around that, particularly as you get further into the cycle, because it's easy to do the, the, the you know, the, the visibility and the communication at the beginning, but to keep it going and keep that drumbeat going is, is really critical. Now, I know you've started some different ways of communicating but you've also been you know, physically visible wherever you can safely do so haven't you so just tell us a bit about some of the things that that you've started to make sure that you could be connecting at a deeper level with people in the business well the first thing that I did was to use our internal we have an internal uh, platform um, and so I used that to do to do a weekly vlog so that was just, you know, it's five, six minutes of me just talking about what's been happening that week, giving people some pointers in terms of what they might want to think about for the week ahead, recognizing uh, people that have, you know, done something exceptional for the week um, and using it as an opportunity just to get my face out there um, talking to everybody. And it's been very effective, actually, at being able to communicate across the organization because clearly... The, the teams are split between Hong Kong and China. And the good thing about this platform is that everybody has access to it. So that was, you know, really one of the very first things I did. And I actually started that while I was traveling because when we went into lockdown in, uh, in the middle of, uh, well, on the 23rd of January, that was Chinese New Year. And I happened to be on the market in London um, with the buying teams. So clearly, I needed to stay connected very quickly to make sure that the teams were feeling that I was, you know, engaged with what was happening, that I was up to speed, and that I was able to to share, you know, a lot of the the anxiety that that they were feeling at the time, particularly the teams in China, who were feeling very isolated, who were feeling frightened about their safety, um, concerned about the security of their jobs. And so being able to stay in touch with them was something that was very important at that time. Um, and then that became a very regular weekly vlog. And actually, even now that we're all back together again, I'm keeping it because I think it's something that helps me cut through the noise of the organization. And it means that everyone gets a singular uh, message from me every week. And as we know, the impact has been absolutely phenomenal, hasn't it? I mean, our, our role over the last few months has been to support teams and individuals on the journey. And every time I talk to anybody, they mention the impact of your vlog. And so that, that being able to see you, that, that video connection, but without really high production values, I, some, I, th I really think is something others can learn from. Yeah, I mean, it's just me on my phone. And, you know, and it's, it's really, and it's, it's very, to your point, it's very low production. <laughs> but I think that it gives, um, it gives insight, I guess, into, into where I'm at. And, um, and, you know, and sometimes it's useful to, to show yourself in different circumstances, you know. 
I couldn't agree more. And the number of people I've spoken to recently where they've said, yeah, but, you know, it won't look as great. And I've said it doesn't matter. In fact, it matters more that it is in your home or it is while you're out having a walk with the dog, uh, because that's what shows you as a human being. And that's connection rather than communication. And so many people that, that when we do audits, as you know, they'll say we want more communication. And when we get underneath it, what we really understand is they want more connection. And I think that's what you've really shown through what you've done with, with the vlog is you've really connected. But, but more than that, what else have you done as a leader that perhaps was different that you will continue doing? Well, I think we've clearly started to work in different ways because obviously working in isolation means that you've got to embrace technology in different ways. And to be honest, I have found it useful with certain meetings to actually be on, to use, to use technology. Um, and so even now that we're back in the office, um, there's certain meetings that I'm still keeping, keeping remotely because I find that it brings a different kind of level of focus. Um, there's a different clarity that comes with it. I think there's also a bit more, um, what would the word be? People are a bit more strict about keeping to their times. Um, and I find that if I've got a lot of meetings to get through, that you know, short meetings are, are really good if I just keep them on online. I think one of the other things that I've reflected on is the fact that whilst it's important to use the physical time to re-engage, to be able to catch up, to do some of the more social side of working, I've realized as well that being able to use digital to cut through to just the, the heart of the matter, you know, just to, to get an action going is something that has been really useful for me. Um, so it's about being able to review the different tools that you use and the difference between digital and physical connectivity um, and how they can support and help you to, to achieve different things at different times. And it's given you that opportunity to pause and really therefore plan and be intentional, hasn't it? Which I think is the opportunity for so many yeah. of us. Um, you mentioned earlier on the word anxiety, Andrew, and I'm, I'm keen just to ask you from a personal perspective, you know, we've all been on an emotional journey over the last few months, no matter what, what impact COVID has had on us as individuals, as, as leaders and, and, and on our businesses. And I just wonder, what have you again done for yourself and others to help them on the emotional journey that, that we've had to go through over the last few weeks? Well, I think there's a number of things that, you know, there's the importance of making sure that you build time into your day to be able to have a break, you know, that, you know, whether it be physical exercise or whether it be, you know, having a chat with someone or, you know, I think those, we've even tried keeping our gin den going, which, you know, I think the importance of having non-work communication and non-work activity has been something that's really important. And I think that we've also embraced each other in, in, in more human ways in many respects. I think as an organization, we've become a lot more compassionate or, yeah, um, and possibly more empathetic about one each other's situations. I mean, clearly we've tried to be as flexible as possible when it comes to people's personal situations. And so, you know, clearly a lot of people have had their children at home, they've been juggling a lot of different things. And so we've adapted as a consequence of that and we've tried to be as flexible with working hours and with how people engage. So even now, all the meetings are both physical and online. So if you can't make it in, then you can connect online as well. 
Um, and I think that there's a lot of benefit from that and we'll learn a lot from, from this. I mean, I think we're still trying, we're still processing just exactly what work for the future will be like and what tools we'll use and how we'll use them. But there's definitely going to be benefits coming through this. I love the fact you mentioned the Jinden because we actually joined the Jinden on one of the uh, the Friday afternoons Hong Kong time, which of course was morning UK time. So although we we joined with our clear liquid, <laughs> we had to make sure that we did make the point that it was actually only nine o'clock in the morning in the UK and it was only water. But it was it was great to see everybody continuing the social time together. That, that human connection, that team time, even though it, it went virtual. And those things are not to be underestimated. And again, it's easy for them to drop after the first few weeks, but so important for them to continue. So great to hear you mention that. Now, the, the other thing I just want to pick up on is the fact that one of the things that many people have said to us over the last few weeks is that the the work that we've done over the last three years and and I'm sure more before we started working mm-hmm. with you has really put people in a in a place where they could shine and cope actually over the last few months and and you mentioned at the beginning about sh- people have shone and you have highlighted them in your vlog and I know that you've also personally thanked them in many ways too just tell us a little bit about where where do you see that the work that you've intentionally done on culture helped you through the last few months? Well, I, you know, I'm constantly inspired by the team and the way that they have supported one another, they've pulled together, and they've been so creative about how they have stayed in contact with customers. So whether it be, you know, using um, the styling app that we call Elsie in-house, or setting up Zoom calls with our customers to show them the latest product. I mean, it's amazing. We've got customers meeting one another on Zoom. It's almost become this kind of like social gathering that's been instigated by our personal styling teams and our style advisors. And so I think the ability for us to to embrace sort of new ways of thinking, to be able to stay connected um, with our customers and with ourselves, um, would not have been possible um, before, before the values work that we've done. Because I think what the values have done is created this shared sense of trust with one another and an openness to working um, and a real compassion towards one another that wasn't there previously. Um, and so, you know, the fact that the teams have come through this with a sense of pride, with the fact that they have strengthened the relationships with one another and with their customers, um, I think is really a testament to the amazing work that we've done on on culture. And of course, one of your values is collaboration. And and that's something I really do believe has has helped you through and we've seen increase. And and just that passion for everything everybody does and and doing the right thing by each other and and going way beyond with with customers. And I I really get a sense, I I was talking to people last week as they came back into into the office and people, you know, more people going into store, that there was a sense of excitement for the future. And although still uncertainty, of course, the feeling that actually that the, the team is stronger now than ever and that that will put you in really good stead to go into the next the next stage and you are leading the way you're pioneering not only in the industry as we heard about in part one 
but you're pioneering in terms of going through the next phase of, of what work is going to look like. And that that's a, a big role for you to play. And, and, and therefore, maybe we'll end by asking you, what, what do you feel hopeful about for the future? And, and what other advice would you give leaders that perhaps are a little bit behind you in, in the curve in terms of starting to define that the next normal? I'm, what I feel hopeful about in the future is that we will be able to really celebrate the diversity that we have in the organization through being more flexible about how we work. Because I think that we've learned how to embrace tools, digital tools, and to stay emotionally connected and to stay invested in the business. And so I think that that is something that's here to stay. And I'm excited about how that's then going to evolve as the business evolves for the future. I'm also very excited that you know, as we were talking earlier on, that from an industry perspective and as a leader within the industry, we are going to be able to further look at how we build a responsible approach to our business. And by that, I mean looking at a more sustainable way of being able to look at the future. And that is very much about celebrating the humanity of, of what our industry is about the fact that you know we are in an industry which celebrates emotion and craftsmanship and quality and care and that is about you know being able to connect on a very personal level with people clearly this time has enabled us to think more deeply about that it's given us a, a new focus and i think that the directness of digital has meant that we are able to be more connected with one another to be able to drive that agenda. And it's brought a clarity, I think, to the fact that, you know, we, we maybe got a bit too bogged down in, in industry stuff and we lost sight of customer and we lost sight of the craft of what we do. And I think it's great that we've now got this, revi this renewed focus. We've got a very compelling future in terms of how we can achieve it. And I think we're in a great position for the future. And I'm very excited about that. And what a way to end. I am absolutely excited for you. I am hopeful about the future. I'm curious about how you will continue to lead and, and show that passion and shine brightly. And so, Andrew, thank you for bringing a sparkle to our, our podcast series. So much more we could talk about, but we're going to leave it there for now. And perhaps we'll welcome you back in a few months time to see how you've continued but for now, please do all stay connected, stay safe and and continue to do what you're doing as a group and as people. And thank you again for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com.